This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. We're talking travel. I'm Jane Klein and our travel super person joins us, Sally Lucas. Hello, Sally. Hi, Jane. I don't know whether I'm super, but anyway, I mean, I'll accept the compliment for the time being. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, we want to hear about the super things that you've been discovering. Well, exactly, Jane. I just thought I might run through a few of them today. I, I started on that a couple of weeks ago with uh, the Somme and Paris and the south of France and so on. Um, and I was going to touch on London too, Jane, which we ran out of time for um, that particular episode. But how I was pleasantly surprised, how you have these little surprises in life sometimes that I was not looking forward especially to London because I guess I've always found London, even though historically wonderful, quite drab as a, as a city. And I was pleasantly surprised that really... I've walked around with my eyes wide open and, it, you know, they've really come of age, I suppose, is the word I'm trying to say. So instead of like little dingy holes in the wall for cafes, they're, they're now getting more upmarket with more trendy little places to eat and drink. And, you know, I just couldn't get over the modernisation of well, still having the old historical part of London. You've, you've now got a resurgence, I think. And it was so busy. And, I mean, we weren't even peak of season. It was the end of May. And, like, you had to push your way down Oxford Street. You know, it was just... I'm people everywhere. So the shops were full? Absolutely. And, um, you know, even though, of course, the pound isn't still all that wonderful, so from a cost point of view, I mean, you've still got to be prepared that it is a little expensive, but wow, there were people everywhere, you know, families, all sorts of people. And um, and what about the main tourist spots? Were they beautiful too? And yeah, well, we took a, um, a little uh, boat ride down to Greenwich, which I'd never done, and watched the ball go up when it's at the right time, of course, to hit that it's the, what used to be 12 o'clock, but with the difference in time, it was one o'clock, you know. But, um, yeah, so we, and that what a great little village that was, and I'd never been to Greenwich before. So that looked good too. That's a yeah. bit like the ball we have on the Customs House in Newcastle. It isn't must it? be, yes, and it just goes up every day until it hits that little ball. And there's an observatory there. We didn't have time to go through the observatory and a museum. That's and full you, of history too. Yeah, I think, and you walk right so. up on the peak there, and you can see right out over London. You know, looking back towards London from Greenwich. So anyone who hasn't done that, it's a worthwhile little trip to do. And all you've got to do is have a London Day transport card and you get a discount as well. So that was certainly worthwhile. So just another little thing to do. But just to mention that London was a bit of a surprise package for me. All the undergrounds have been cleaned up. You know, all the tubes have been retiled since I was there because it had been nearly 10 years. So I noticed a vast difference. And, of course, with the Olympics coming up, they're doing through a great cleaning, cleansing process of all the buildings and bridges being cleaned and painted. And so, you know, there's a lot happening and, and it was all good. Anyway, so that was lovely. Anyway, back to home. Um, we've been lucky enough to be up Port Douglas recently as well. So I love this little part of the world and that didn't disappoint again. Um, we had lovely weather yet again. We were spoiled. We got there after three and a half weeks, they said, of foul weather. But we had three beautiful days or four days of 27 degrees. So no complaints there. It was just beautiful. So perfect all the time, not just beautiful no, one day. That's, that's what they say, don't they? And there's so much you can do there. I think if people don't realise, Port Douglas is only about an hour north of Cairns. But to get to the major points of interest... That's, that's on, by car. By car, yeah. sorry, Jane, yes, by car. Because um, Cairns is the only airport in that area, major airport, so it's by car. And uh, you can hire a car or you can get a bus if you wish, so, you know, you don't have to have a car, but having a car is definitely an advantage. But you, ha even if you're staying in Cairns, you have to go through Port Douglas to get on a vessel to get to the important parts of the Outer Reef where there's good 
you know, snorkeling to be done and diving to be done. So consider staying in Port Douglas because it's villagey still. You know, it's not city-fied. And you're on this little peninsula. We've got the river one side, beautiful four-mile beach on the other. You've got a lovely marina. It, it, it's the opening to the Daintree, which is the most wonderful part of Australia where cycads first came from and our oldest form of plant life in the world has been discovered in the Daintree. You can go up the Daintree River and see Fat Albert, which we were lucky to see him, sunning himself on a bank and he's 750 kilograms of crocodile that's five meters long Ooh, that is one huge beast i can tell you one huge tourist attraction it sounds and it's always the same crocodile well they have their territory he has about a 20 kilometer territory but of course you see them more now that the waters are getting cooler so they come out of the water and sun themselves on the bank whereas in the wet you're very lucky to see crocodiles they're, they're just underwater most of the time so this is a perfect time if you're going north you'll get to see the crocs because the water's getting cooler you can do a lovely cruise on the daintree so many lovely things to do as i said cape tribulation all sorts of wonderful things the outer reef the cafe lifestyle is wonderful you've got everything from self-contained accommodation right through to whatever standard of accommodation you wish fishing charters stuff for kids to do it's just a beautiful little part of the world so consider queensland is still on your list of lovely places to go we talk travel on 2nurfm 103.7 thanks to our sponsor travel world on king Sally Lucas. Oh, that's what we talk about, some different styles of touring, Jane, and keeping to the north of Australia. Well, not necessarily, but just for the moment, we'll stick to the north of Australia. Um, there's a couple of companies, of course, operate up there, and they've all changed how they operate over years because I guess they're listening to what customers want and need. And, and this is, I guess, an important skill for everyone to have in any industry is to listen um, more than speak. Um, anyhow, that's another story, isn't it? But one company called Connections used to basically cater to sort of 18 to 35s, but they've spread their wings now, and they're offering all sorts of touring from safari through to discovery, through to tailor-made experiences. And they, they limit their size, again, to only 20 people. So no longer this huge, big coach load of 45 people or, you know, 40 people. So it makes your touring experience a lot more personal. And, of course, you're more likely to interact more with everybody on board you know the coach in those circumstances and they've always got people on these things that are really on these coaches rather that are really well qualified and a lot of them are conservation volunteers and they donate a lot of them now like you know get involved in earth hour to you know making sure they're eco-friendly so touring has changed and i think that we are really trying to not leave any footprints you know as they say when we go into some of these wonderful wilderness areas which is what they are they're quite special and another company that does this as well as Australian Pacific Touring who operates some of these wonderful wilderness camps and the, one of them it's probably the more well known is the Mitchell Falls Wilderness Lodge and um, it's the only permanent accommodation on the Mitchell Plateau where you have this sort of luxurious pre-erected tent site set in this beautiful wilderness area so you're sort of in the outdoors but you've still got those comforts which I think people look for these days a lot of people you know they want to do the adventure but they still would like a comfortable place to sleep at night and I think that's fair enough as well so you've got some wonderful options open to you now and of course we're now we're in winter it's a, a fabulous time to be going north and experience everything that there is to offer in our wonderful you know country particularly the northern part of our country at this time of the year when it's really is at its best to see. So you just keep those two companies in mind um, and they often uh, offer special itineraries for families and all sorts of things. So they've widened their scope and their range of products so you'll always find something to suit just about everybody's need. Um, and talking to something a little bit different, Jane, I just came across something the other day and I thought this was quite remarkable. There's a China Classic Car Rally happening this year. 
just China, and it goes from the 16th of September to the 16th of October. Now, this is really different. You're doing it in a classic car. Now, you can actually do it. It's set up really for classic car owners and enthusiasts, or I guess anyone who, who's interested in, in classic cars. The actual cost of the itinerary, it sounds very high. It's around 30000 I think, for two, but that includes taking your car over. So if you've got a vintage or a classic car, that's including the shipping of the vehicle, your airfares, and you travel 8,800 kilometres from Beijing right down through the, if you like, I guess the southwest to the southwest of China and finish up down there. And it's just absolutely remarkable. So everything's included, all on-road vehicle expenses, flights, accommodation, meals, entry into everything, entertainment. I mean, isn't that wonderful? And if you don't have a classic car, they'll provide one for you. Sounds great. So I just thought that if someone who is a car enthusiast and would love to do China and they're, they're taking in all the more, if you like, remote areas, so not just the major cities, obviously, because it's a, a touring holiday. I can't imagine driving in a classic car through Beijing or Shanghai, really, but maybe they leave from the outskirts of Beijing. But, <laughs> but they're taking you through countryside, through historic areas, you know, cultural areas, etc. So to markets, you know, to wildlife, national parks. So for anyone that's interested in both China and classic cars, something fantastic and different to do. And classic cars would probably cope very well with the terrain, the, the kinds of roads yes. in remote areas. Yes. And you can imagine just being there there as an observer and seeing this little entourage of classic cars wandering through the Chinese countryside where probably a lot of the Chinese people would never have seen cars like that before. So quite remarkable. Um, also, just to mention briefly that Air France has now introduced premium economy or premium voyageur, um, and it gives you 40% they're giving you more space than normal economy. So that's quite a lot when you think about it. I mean, it's not as much as business, but that's a huge amount of space as an additional to have. Again, it's situated between business economy and what they've done, they're giving you in theirs like the, what they call a shell seat. So it sort of comes around you a bit so you get that bit of privacy, if you know what I mean, rather than just a standard seat. It's inclinable to 123 degrees. It's got a laptop outlet and you've got the comfortable leg rest which comes up for your long haul flights. So just to keep that in mind, and they work in conjunction with other carriers out of Australia. They don't fly from here direct, but generally with Qantas as one of their major carriers from here where you can fly from here, Singapore, Hong Kong, whatever, then pick up the premium economy. And there's some really good fares available if you're wanting to take advantage of that new service from Air France. So there's always something happening out there, isn't there, Jane? There's always something new and different happening. So it's, yes, it's wonderful certainly. to check it all every week. Yes, it's good to keep up to date. And we'll be back talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM 103.7.